everyone. Welcome back to Phone on Weekdays podcast. In a minute, I am about to be joined by one of my best friends, Megan Morrow, and we have a surprise for you. We just had so much fun talking and there was so much to cover. We went ahead and made this into a two-part episode. Part one, you'll get to know Megan a little bit more. Megan and I both went to Kent State. We're both from Ohio. And she talks about moving to New York City and finishing her college degree online her junior year of college. She talks about living in New York City and how she was able to build a community there, but how she kind of knew that she was outgrowing New York City during the pandemic. She then moved to Austin about a year ago and talks a little bit about how she met her boyfriend here, how she got her feet on the ground here and built a new life for herself in Texas. She now works in recruiting and she also does Amazon Storefront and UGC content on the side. So in part two, we're going to dive right into Amazon Storefront and uh, social content and all of that fun stuff. So stay tuned, part one and part two. Part two will be up a little bit later this week and I hope you all enjoy part one. Three, two, one, action. (laughs) <laughs> Welcome back to Fun on Weekdays podcast, you guys. I am joined by my friend Megan, who is easily mistaken as Vanessa Hudgens today. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me on, Jenna. I feel like this has been a long time coming, but when she originally asked me to do this podcast, it's funny because I'm like, okay, I'm thinking like, okay, why am I going to be on this? What am I going to bring to the table? What what do I even have to say? What, what are people going to listen to? And, and then she's like, what do you mean? Like, you've lived six lives since I've met you. We met back in 2019. Yeah. 20, um, 2019 when I was studying for a semester in New York City, Megan was living in New York City full time. Megan was a year older than me in school. So technically you had been a year out of college at that point, I believe. Yeah. So when Jen and I met, she had been doing the Kent State fashion program in New York City, where I had done the New York City fashion program that August before and decided last minute, um, I was going to finish my degree online, stay in New York, and and see where it took me. And I ended up finding a freelancing gig through Ralph Lauren um, and ended up staying, met Jenna through the Kent State program. We ended up being friends. She had an interesting roommate situation, and we kind of (laughs) were friends off the bat because we lived in similar neighborhoods in Manhattan. She had heard of me. I had heard of her. We were in different sororities but knew of each other ended up becoming friends and we kind of just hit it off from the bat. Like everybody thought we were sisters well, yeah. <laughs> a lot of times. <laughs> um, and it was a lot of explaining like, no, we're, we're just friends. But um, we look alike too though. When And the funny thing about me and Megan is we look very similar, but we are always in opposite wavelengths with our hair. So when my hair is short, Megan's hair is long. When my hair is long, Megan's hair is short. But the other funny thing about <laughs> it is Jenna's always wearing color and I am in leather and black and... <laughs> boots and combat boots and dark makeup and dark hair always and and Jenna and I have always just been on opposite pages we look the same from the back but you look at the front you're like no their styles are just (laughs) completely different um but yeah but we've been we've been friends for a while now and Jenna was actually the first person to get me to move down to Austin and I kind of can I'll kind of go back on a backtrack a little bit on that and she I had originally been in New York City for three and a half years at this point um I was there through the entire pandemic um, found that it was not the same New York City that it had cracked out to be. I, I remember my first few years there, I loved it, loved the hustle and bustle in the city. And then eventually, when the pandemic struck, I was living alone for a long time and then originally um, decided that I was going to come visit Jenna for Labor Day. Um, Wait, when you were living in New York, too, when I was there that semester, you were living with two guys. 
Yes. So <laughs> when I moved to New York City, I guess I'll start from the That's very like, beginning of when I moved. Oh my there. gosh! It's it's almost like every t- when we're going into the story, it's like, wait, shoot, do we start there or do we start? There's so many starting points because I feel like you truly have lived like six lives. In the yeah. Past I mean, two I can years. definitely start from when I first originally decided that I was going to move to New York City. I had done a summer internship with Michael Kors and um, oh my gosh, back to Michael Kors. This, so this is even before Bergdorf. Yes. So we're we're in college. Yeah, so I decided after my junior year at Kent State that I was going to do the study away program for the summer in New York City through Kent State. Um, ended up interning for Michael Kors. It was a dream come through. I was on their global communications and PR team. Loved it. Ended up wanting to stay and intern with them for another semester, but I was like, okay, if I'm going to decide to stay in New York City, my parents had given me three weeks, I think, to figure it out. Um, they're like, okay, <laughs> in a matter of three weeks, you need to be able to find someone to take your lease in Kent. You also need to find someone to take your car from you and buy it off of you because we're not going to be paying for it. And I was like, okay, bet. I'm going to find someone to do all (laughs) these things, move there. Um, Ended up finding these two random guys from Florida on a Facebook roommate page for New York City. And (laughs) let me tell you, they they were a hoot (laughs) hoot and a half to live with. Um, Jenna had actually met them a few times before, but they had both been Florida guys, true Florida, Boca Raton. I think one of them was a pike at FSU and the other one went to UF and Classic. It was brilliant. One of them worked in real estate, the other at PWC. Um, honestly, they were a hoot to live with, just <laughs> always partying. Um, they treated me like a little sister. Honestly, it was a really fun experience to be able to live with guys I almost felt like Jess from New Girl a lot of the time say um except for you didn't have a romantic connection to either one of them no not at all it wasn't like that at all it was very much a little sister situation and I always say that I feel like I lucked out with them especially if I was gonna live with two guys in New York City my first year there and I was ballsy. I mean, looking back at that now, I would never voluntarily live with men ever unless I was either one like dating them or getting a ring from or him. getting a nice fat ring on my finger. <laughs> and me at 20 years old was a lot ballsier than I am now. Um, but I will say I wouldn't have done it any other way just because I learned so much one from living with guys, what works, what doesn't. And, and two, it was a great experience to be able to branch out and meet people that I had never like been around before. I had always had the same friends throughout college and, and kept in touch with my high school friends. And I was always that one that just like kept that core friend group and really helped me branch out. And I started going on hinge dates and, Uh-oh, here oh, we go. <laughs> and it's funny. I joke about it now that I used to call myself like the hinge queen. Like I, at least one or two dates a week, I was just always out and about meeting someone new. And even if it didn't even end up working out in a romantic way, I always end up being friends with these guys. They always introduced me to their friends and their friends, friends. And that's kind of how I made my circle in New York city. So when Jenna ended up coming in to do the study away program that I think winter semester, right? Yeah. Spring semester. Um, that's kind of when we met. I introduced her to everyone that I was friends with. And at that point, everyone who graduated the year above me from Kent state had a lot of them had moved to New York city, especially if you're going through the fashion program at, at Kent, a lot oh, yeah. of people either moved to New York or California. Those were like the two hubs. Um, but yeah, when, when Jenna came, um, Honestly, we had a great semester. We'd go out every weekend together. Um, Murray it, Hill. I, yeah, Murray Hill. We both lived in Murray <laughs> Hill, which if you know New York City at all, it's the Brads and Chads of New York City. And and that's where you want to be if you're freshly graduated or you're an intern in the city. It's probably one of the best spots that you could be. What was that place called on the corner of the street that we used to go to? Murray <sighs> Hill. 
and it was always so freaking packed. Like the the gem saloon. The gem saloon. The gem saloon. Um, gem saloon. We always went there. One because if we were there, we probably weren't buying any of our. Absolutely drinks. not. We were not paying for any of those drinks. But other than that, it was just full. I mean, we were young and dumb and single, so like and hot. You yeah, forgot that. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and then I, I mean. When, when Jenna decided she went back to Kent that following semester and I decided to stay in New York City, I was like, okay, if I'm going to make a life for myself here, I need to make it work. I ended up freelancing for Ralph Lauren and then got offered the full-time job even before graduation. Um, and I had taken a semester, not even a semester, um, it was more so when I finished my online degree, the, the classes were in eight-week increments. So um, I had taken eight weeks off of school and I was like, okay, what's my next move? Ended up finishing my degree online through Colorado State um, in marketing, of all things. I started in journalism, then went to PR, finished in marketing. So really, I had been all across the board in the communications realm. Um, Finally finished December 2019. Um, Ended up getting getting a full-time job with Ralph Lauren, which was a dream come true. I worked there for two and a half years. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the pandemic struck. I mean, I was furloughed along with probably 45, 50% of the company at that time. And it was rough. I mean, New York was my life. I, my whole life was there. My friends were there. I had built a life for myself and I I couldn't imagine myself at that point in my life living anywhere else. And, and when that all kind kind of came crashing down during the pandemic, I was like, okay, well, what am I going to do now? So Mm -hmm. I was laid off, um, or furloughed, I, I should say. I remember this so, so and I vividly. I reached out to Jenna because she, at this point, it was nearing your graduation mm-hmm. in 2020, and you were figuring out, like, where am I going to go next? Like, I know you had been looking at Austin for a while, mm-hmm. and um, that's kind of when you made your TikTok video, and that went viral, and you got the job at TikTok. So I was like, okay, like, maybe I should be thinking about what's next if I have to leave New York City. Um, I think Jenna and I kind of leaned on each other in that moment mm-hmm. because she was still searching for a job, and I was pretty close to probably losing my job. I was furloughed at that point and eventually did get laid off. Um, I want to say that up that coming December, yeah. or January. I remember it was like quite a few months yeah. of like going Back from the forth. summer into the fall time of you being like, I don't really know where I stand right now. And like a lot of people were getting laid off. It was just a lot of unknown, mm-hmm. a lot of in the air, a lot of like just what ifs. Yeah. And I think at that point in my life, not only in my professional life, but my personal life was just a whole lot of what ifs. I was just like, okay, do I love New York City as much as I thought I did? The city was a lot different coming back from the pandemic, even with people moving back and and things opening up and the restrictions kind of lifting. New York City had a bit of a different feel. It didn't feel quite as safe. It didn't feel like the home that I had moved into two and a half years prior um, I was like, okay, I was craving something different. And if Jen and I, we get along and we, <laughs> we kind of relate on the fact that we're always looking for what's next. Like there's always like, all right, well, I did this. Uh, I'm kind of bored. Like I yep. need something to excite me and uh, just motivate me to do something else. So I had eventually decided that I was going to visit you for Labor Day um, mm-hmm. just to see another city. I'd never been to Texas in my life. It, Austin wasn't on my places of places, places to visit, let alone um live in (laughs) Megan is such a city girl like when I think of New York City I only think of Megan like that is how much I know that this girl was obsessed with New York City so when I when she came to visit me I was like I know she's gonna love it but like odds she moves here are so slim but I have to do everything in my power to convince her to move because at this time I had only been living in Austin for about 
two or two and a half, three months because I moved in mid July and this was Labor Day. So beginning of September. And I was just like, I had just been kind of establishing myself in Austin. I just kind of had a friend group that I was bringing Megan kind of into. And I was also still exploring Austin at the same time. So I think Megan visiting at that time was the best thing that could have happened because I was still exploring Austin as if it was brand new to me as well, as if I was a visitor. Yeah, it's so funny because when I originally decided, it was like on a whim. Jen and I hadn't seen each other in almost two years at that point Uh, I mean the entire pandemic happened no one was traveling no one was visiting each other she had had her last year of college so it had been a while and you're like you know what let's be spontaneous like I want to see a new city I want to get out of New York I'm really bored here there's nothing to do no one to see went to Austin um ended up having the (laughs) best weekend honestly I could probably one of my favorite weekends that I've ever had here and I've been here almost two years now we Um, talk about this forever like COVID Austin hits different. different. It hits different. I mean, if you are an OG Austinite, um, which I'm not even. We can't even say that we are because we've literally been here for two years. The OG Austinites are gonna be like, "Fuck you." No, they're gonna be like, literally, shut up. But (laughs) when Bungalow was still here, is what I consider like OG Rainy Street, and you kind of had to sit at a table and order your drinks, and like no one could really move. You were only really within your circle of people, and. To me, that is the best way to go mm-hmm. out. I, I mean, you're not being pushed and shoved around by yeah. the people around you. Um, you actually get to hear people talk. And we would sit there for like six, seven hours at a time. Honestly, in the moment, it was kind of like we all craved this pre-pandemic party club vibe. But we didn't realize once we got that back how much we would miss like the COVID atmosphere of bars because you come with a group of, let's say, 12 people and you're sitting there and you're all actually talking to each other because, well, number one, you can hear each other and you're getting way faster service. You're getting the drinks to your table. So you're not having to like wait in line and getting shoved and getting shit spilled on you. And we're sitting there, we're playing like games and we're actually interacting with each other. And I think during that time, even though we were going out, we actually were hanging out with our friends versus going out now. I feel as though it's so difficult unless you're going to a very chill setting. It's so difficult to actually talk and interact with your friends. And I just really, really miss that aspect because even in the moment, it didn't seem like it was that great. But now we're like, damn it. What I would be doing to be playing like the finger game. Yeah. The finger shot game at bungalow with like our group, our core solid group of friends those are just such core memories of especially when I first moved here and especially when you decided like oh I could see Austin as my future home and even it was like literally the day after that I had gotten here I think I got here on a Thursday night um the the Thursday before Labor Day and Jenna had asked me the very following day we're on our way to get coffee and she goes so what do you think of Austin and I was just like I want to move. Like, I want to move. Let's, how are we going to make it happen? We need to make it happen. And this is even before um, I had been introduced to any of her friends down here. This is just me and her. We went out to drinks the, the night that I got here, and we had dinner, and, and that was it. And I was fully convinced then. But um, the we, very next day, we go? We went to, uh, what's the, the place right next door to your apartment? Oh, Anthem? An- no. Um, it's the bar with, like, the swinging chairs. Oh, Idle Hands. We Yes, we went Idle to Idle Hands, hands and listened oh. to music. Um, okay. And I think we ordered pizza from one of the places on South Congress. Oh, gotcha. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Home Slice, great place. I yeah. love their white um, pizza. It's so good. But I think just being in an atmosphere that wasn't just concrete mm-hmm. and j- smelled like pee, to be completely honest, <laughs> it, it was just a good change of pace for me. 
And, and that's what I really needed, something to open my eyes and see, like, there are other cities in the U.S. that are just as great as New York City, if not better, or just as great, and half the price uh, mm-hmm. to live there. So At the time, at least. At the time. <laughs> not, that's probably not the case anymore. But I, I, the very next day, uh, we had made plans to go to lunch uh, with some people that we knew mutually from Ohio, or Jenna knew them Um, because they had went to OU and we had went to Kent State and they're Mm -hmm. um, pretty much like rival um, colleges in Ohio, if you know anything about. Are they? Uh, I don't even know if we're, like when I think of Kent State, I don't really think of many rivals because we were not like the best at sports necessarily. I mean, we were good at baseball. Our gymnastics team is incredible. Um, But like football wise, uh, OU was kind of like an ally. <laughs> I guess that's the best way to describe it. A neighbor, a neighbor, yeah. a neighbor, a college neighbor. Um, but I had, um, they were like my guy friends that were here and they were the first guy friends that I made because they were mutuals and we went to lunch and I was trying to set Megan up with the one friend. So wait, I, I kind of wanted to backtrack on okay. this story. So <laughs> I, me being the hinge queen that I am, oh um, my God, I, forgot. I was on hinge and I, naturally changed my location from New York to Austin just to kind of you know I wanted to come home with a cowboy I wanted to see naturally what, what was out there so you come um, home with a midwestern yeah I come out <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, literally um but I had ended up matching with my now boyfriend's roommate um Uh-oh. at the time and he honestly he's a good looking guy he's uh, honestly we're the best of friends now um ended up deciding that we were going to meet them for lunch at Rustic Tap um, downtown on West 6th Street. And I had every intention to, like, get to know um, this guy that was living with my now boyfriend at the time um, and see if we could hit it off. And, and Jen was like, no, you absolutely will. Like, I, 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 I was totally see this happening. So hyping it we up. Get, we get to the lunch. And, and not that there was anything wrong with him or, I mean, we were obviously great friends to this day. Um, but Connor, my, my now boyfriend had been sitting across from me and we had made a mutual connection through someone I went to high school with and someone he went to college with. And I don't know what really sparked that conversation, but from that conversation on, I think we were both just kind of mesmerized by each other. And Mm -hmm. I I feel like sometimes like he sees things a little bit differently. Like I did kind of make him chase me a little bit that weekend. Oh, like he was, are you kidding me? Was he uh, throwing down his credit card, buying my drinks all weekend? Yes. Absolutely. And was I pretending like I, I didn't know what was happening? Absolutely. But I think when it came to the end of the weekend, I'm kind of reflecting on the people that I met. And Oh, my uh, God. I don't know. I said something to no, you. I remember I, this. We were laying in bed the morning that I was going to leave Austin and catch my flight. And I was like, you know what? Like. She's like, Connor's kind of cute. I, yeah. I kind of feel like he might like me. I was like, oh my God, looking back at it, I'm reach, I'm we like to put two and two together. Yeah. the night at Concrete Cowboy. Mind you, all three of our guy friends are like pulling Megan in different directions, all buying her drinks all night. <laughs> Megan is up on the table, like dancing away. And we're all having this great night. And in the morning, we're like, yeah, no shit, he likes you. <laughs> but like in the moment, I guess we weren't maybe like paying attention to it because they were all obviously like in love with Megan. I mean, look at her, she's gorgeous. And then we went to lunch. Do you remember? All of us went to, I think, Corner Bar. And you made it awkward because you. Oh, okay, I'm so, so sorry. I have a horrible, horrible time at like, <laughs> if I know insider detail, I'm going to share the insider detail and I'm going to 
Give you so a little Connor, nudge. It's a booth. It's a booth situation. There's probably like six of us at this lunch. Connor slides into the booth, and Jenna like was about to slide in next to him, and she was like, "Oh shoot, I forgot!" And then, like <laughs> looks at me. Like, oh, that's not slide. Urging I'm me sorry. to scooch in next to Connor, <laughs> and like at this point, like nothing has happened. Like no one knows anything, and I'm like, "You just made me look like so uncool <laughs> at that moment." But we had talked the whole lunch, and I think when I was getting See, ready it works to leave, out. Um, I, I was getting ready to leave, and at this point, I I didn't really know for sure like how he was feeling. Like, he, I was like, I could probably never see this man again. Like, I have no idea. Oh um, and then he gives me a hug, and um, he goes, I'm actually from I, – I, he had actually been from upstate New York, funny enough, um, about an hour outside of New York City, which worked out in our favor. Um, but he asked me, he gave me a hug. He said, I'd love to take you for dinner when I come home for Thanksgiving. Would you be open to me coming into the city and, and us going on a date? Like, he kind of oh said God. it very – a lot more casual than I'm making it seem right now. But I was just like – did anyone else hear that? Like, I'm looking around, I'm like, <laughs> did anyone else hear this man just ask me on a date? And, like, I rode that high, like, the entire ride to the airport. I was sitting on the plane, like, oh, should I text him? Like, She was texting me. Should I send him a message and say, like, airport. I had a fun weekend? Because at this point, I did have his number. Like, he had messaged me on Instagram, or had, I had messaged him just to have his number to meet up for lunch the following day. Um, mm-hmm. So we kept in contact, and I'm like, you know what? I might not never see him again, but I'm going to send him a text, say, I had a lot, a really good time. Oh love God. to see you again. And from that moment, I, I'm not even kidding. It feels like it, it was out of a movie, but uh, we never stopped talking. We were just like constantly in contact, whether we were FaceTiming or texting or sending each other memes. It was just like nothing had come so easy to me in a very long time. I mean, when you live in New York City and you're only dating New York City finance men or like, <laughs> Pushing 30 and they're not really trying to have a wife or a girlfriend. It's just really hard to date. Like, so you almost have to like take your losses and just have fun and um, see what happens. But nothing ever came of any relationships that I ever had in New York City, regardless of how many dates I went on. But I was like, you know what? I never thought of the idea of distance, but as soon as I got back from Austin and Connor and I had kept in touch, this was the very first time that I ever considered Um, doing distance with someone and and Mm -hmm. really trying to make it work and I think four weeks later I had decided to fly back to Austin just to visit him yeah Um, and (laughs) me and you kind of like tried to coordinate it I'm like is he gonna ask me to stay with him am I gonna stay with you well because Connor and I lived like literally on opposite ends of the road so Megan being here it was kind of like okay if she doesn't stay with him like she can stay with me like we're all gonna hang out for the weekend regardless but all weekend we're like texting back and forth kind of waiting for like the well how's it going you know like you've been spending so much time talking not together sometimes like maybe you build up the anticipation in your mind that like when you are together maybe it's not exactly that but then you guys ended up dating that weekend right yeah so I had gotten there on a Thursday or Friday night, and I had only stayed for what was supposed to be a long weekend. I think it turned into almost a week that I stayed because I extended my trip. It went so well, Um, which, again, was really ballsy on my end, like to really visit someone I hardly know and had only Mm -hmm. really been FaceTiming at this point. Um, But I got there, and I think we went on our very first date. Um, We went to Katina, ATX Katina um, downtown, and – it went really well, and, and our friend Sarah at the time had still been living in Austin, and Jenna and Sarah came and met us up, met up with us after the date, um, and I obviously pulled them into the bathroom, like told them how it went, that 
Um, I thought I was in love. Like Classic. I knew kind of very early on that um, I think things were going to work out. And we weren't dating at this point. Um, but the very next night, he had taken me to ABBA downtown on on South Congress. And he had been walking. And I felt his hands sweating when we were walking like down, <laughs> up and down South Congress. But I think... And he goes, okay, let's go down here, or let's let's go let's go walk over here, and, and the walk kind of turned into like this twenty five minute. And he'll explain it differently. He hates when I explain it like this, but <laughs> I think he was just working up the nerve to ask me to be his girlfriend. And I genuinely had not had someone ask me face to face to be their girlfriend in what seemed like probably six years at that point, um, mm-hmm. because the last person who did that was like my high school boyfriend, <laughs> and it felt like so genuine and something I had never experienced before so I obviously it was an immediate yes I was like of course I want to be with you I don't care really how far we are across the country um I kind of had a gut feeling that it was gonna work no matter what whether I was in New York um we would we would make it work and we had had talks and conversations about that prior to um even being in a relationship but um yeah I it's so crazy how one second, one life decision can really change everything because me visiting Austin for Labor Day was that one mm. life decision that changed my like, entire life. And it's so interesting too because at the time, like you said, we hadn't really been talking like that frequently. Mm-hmm. It was one of those friends that like, it didn't really matter if we didn't talk for like four months. We were still friends regardless. And so the trip kind of was just like a, oh, let's like, I just moved here. Yeah, like let's just catch up. And then it ended up becoming like, this whole thing and then Megan ended up moving here and so how long was it that y'all were dating before you moved to Austin so I probably from there I would frequently visit and this is when flight prices were probably 60 70 round trip like peak COVID um in 2020 and I'd probably visited six or seven times in a row before I decided that I was officially gonna move to Austin um but we, we were probably doing the long distance thing for about seven months. And then that mm-hmm. May of 2021, I was like, is when I actually decided that I wasn't, I was, Ralph Lauren had actually laid me off that March and they gave me um, a package to like kind of support me through the next couple mm-hmm. of months of my life. And when that was kind of up, I was like, okay, what's next? Um, I'll figure it out when I get there, but I might as well let my lease in New York City end, figure out what's next, go stay with Connor for a little bit. And, and see what happens because I could find a job in Austin. I could change my entire career path and see what else is out there besides the fashion industry. Um, I could find a job in fashion. I really didn't know what was next for me. It was more so like, I'm going to move to Austin for the summer and see where it takes me. Yeah. Um, and it ended up being the best decision I could have made for myself um, in that moment because a lot of other personal things were happening on the back end that were kind of pushing me out of New York City and and kind of pushing me to to, to move on to the next chapter of my life. So mm-hmm. I think overall I, I I would never change the decision that I made to Austin because I look at me two year almost two years later I'm still here. I am going to backtrack a little bit. So we know the story. Megan was in college and then she had the Michael Kors internship and then she worked you worked for Bergdorf in between yeah so I had like a short stint where I worked for Bergdorf Goodman um as like a stylist coordinator and there were certain stylists within the store that would style celebrities like Hillary Clinton oh my god um all these people of importance and and that was like (laughs) a very short-term 
job for me. Honestly, that was really to like get me on my feet um, and help me find like that freelance gig at Ralph Lauren. Like okay. just kind of find my footing in the city. Um, very grateful for the opportunity. It was such a cool opportunity to be able to work with stylists. But styling is never something that I yeah. felt myself going into. Girl, I can't even get started on the styling aspect. I mean, you're the best stylist I know out of them all. Oh, I can't even talk <laughs> about styling. <laughs> All right, you guys may already know this, and if you listened to last week's episode or you are following along on TikTok, I just moved into a house. Connor and I are renting a house. We just moved in over the weekend, and things have been going really well. Honestly, the decorating is going way faster than the apartment, and I think part of that is because this time around, I'm really just owning my style. I have decided that I am not going to ask people for their opinions. I'm going to only listen to my own opinions, only create a space that I truly love, that I want to live in, that I feel good in, and just owning my style. So if you're like me and you're refreshing your space, or maybe you're moving, or you're going back to school, you're looking to refresh, Macy's has everything you need, whether it's furniture, bedding, pillows, dishware, literally anything and everything. And if you need some inspo, you can go over to Macy's.com forward slash own your style. And you can also check out my landing page on Macy's.com forward slash F-O-W. Happy moving and happy fall. So prior to that, Megan and I both went to Kent State. She originally started in journalism and then went into marketing. So your junior year, when you were living in New York City for that fall, fall semester, Mm-hmm. For the fall semester, how did you decide that you were going to stay in New York City? So, like, basically, you're in New York City and you have this opportunity. It's like, do I follow my career goals and like my dreams with my job, or do I go back to college and do I, or do I not go back to college? And then I think about all of the things that I'm missing and the experiences of college. Like, how did you make that decision? So, it, at the time, I I like to think that I make a lot of irrational decisions in the moment and I feel like that's where some of my best and greatest decisions have come out of 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 me being almost irrational and and making things (laughs) making decisions based on how I'm feeling in that very moment impulsive uh impulsive yeah that's a better way to put it um and it was nice to be able to have the support of my parents like right off the bat because I feel like that's a first step for everything and they were like okay you have these three weeks to decide whether or not you're going to come back to Kent State um or you have three weeks to decide whether you're not and you're going to stay in New York City, find a lease, sell your car, give up your lease in Ohio. And I'm like, okay, these all sound like super difficult tasks mm-hmm. that are definitely going to take longer than three weeks. But like, let's give it all we got and see what happens. And I had actually decided, um, I, I think a week later, I was like, okay, the only way to really truly make this work is that I take a little bit of time off of school And at this point, it's not that I didn't value my college education because, honestly, it brought me a lot of the opportunities that I had. Like, I probably would have never gotten that Michael Kors internship that kickstarted my life in New York City um, without Kent State. But uh, a lot of the opportunities that I found for myself, I found through networking events and and sending emails and reaching out to brands and and going to fashion weeks and and really creating these own opportunities for myself rather than relying on waiting my college and waiting for them. And I think that's why Jen and I always kind of really resonated with each other because we were always looking for the next best internship or the next best opportunity for ourselves to to have the best career, basically. And, and I was very, very career-driven um, at that point in my life. So when I came to New York City, I'm like, okay, I'm going to make the very, very best of this. 
And when I originally decided to to fully take the step and, and stay in New York City, it had been an easy one. It, it wasn't something that I had to sit on for a long time. I, I knew that I wanted to live in the city long term. I honestly thought that I would find my husband and stay there forever. I, I, <laughs> I never saw myself living in the suburbs of Ohio ever again. So it was a very easy decision to leave. I think what kept me there is the community that I built for myself, especially that first year. I had really leaned in on um, the people that I had met through the summer and then also the people that I had graduated the year above me had already been living mm-hmm. there. So I had a foundation of friends that were already there. And honestly, that makes your experience in New York so much different because when you're going in the city where you don't know anyone and no one knows you, it's a lot harder to put yourself out there and make friends. But being that I was 21, I was single, I had a fresh new career, I was taking a little bit of a break from school, I had a lot of free time, a lot of free time to go meet people and go mm-hmm. do things and network, and go on dates, and just build a community for myself, and I I think that's why I ended up loving New York City so much, like, I, I, like, again, like I said, I could never picture myself leaving at that point, and I had gotten my two, the two girls that I was living with at the time, um, they had taken a break from living in New York City, ended up moving home with their parents for a little bit, Um, While I was still in our apartment alone, um, probably for about five months, I was living alone in in downtown Manhattan. Um, And the only person I had after my entire community had left, basically, they had fled the city, Mm -hmm. um, uh, was my ex at the time. Oh, God. (laughs) We don't talk about him. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) the only person um, I really had to lean on was him. Coincidentally. um, (laughs) So... For those five months, I really had to, like, create my own schedule and create my own life alone and and be alone and think about what's next for me. And I almost fell out of love with the idea of being in a city where it felt so big yet so lonely at the same time because it wasn't the same city that I originally moved to. Mm -hmm. All of my friends had left it probably – lesser chances of returning than I had thought originally planned so when when my two roommates moved back we decided we decided to take on one more lease in the Lower East Side and I never wanted to move to begin with I I didn't feel financially secure to move so it was probably a dumb decision on my end like I said I made a lot of impulsive decisions when I lived in New York City um and I think it kind of drove a wedge in between um, me loving the city and a little bit of resentment for um, just moving in general and like really taking. I mean, to move in New York City, you're probably paying like upwards of like six thousand to ten thousand dollars for a move total. What? Um, just to, especially if you're moving from. You're kidding. All the way downtown, uptown per, per, per person. Uh, I think all together, but that's wild. on top of a lease and and being 22 years old and being in an entry level fashion job, you're probably making around I don't know like 45, 40. 000. I was gonna say around 40 to 50k. That's yeah. pretty like entry level. It's not sustainable yeah. at all. So I think a lot of it um, rode on my insecurities and just feeling in unstable in my own life. So. There was a little bit of resentment on my side and, and kind of dealing with that. But aside from that, I, I had built this community for myself in New York City that had left. And then uh, the very few select girls that ended up coming back, um, I think over time built this bond 
that I think every girl has experienced this at one point or another, built this bond, especially when you live with three people. Sometimes two can become closer than the three. And you feel like you're on the outs of the friendship at some point. And once you have that in your mind too, it's it's so easy to kind of fixate on that a little bit and then to just notice every little thing that it might not be personal, but like to you, it is personal. And especially when you do have that like little bit of insecurity of feeling like you are left out, it can really, really easily like eat at you and just kind of really make you question a lot. Yes. And and that's exactly what it did. I don't think it was anything specific that they were doing to target me um, or make me feel excluded or, or make me feel like I wasn't their friend. And, and I don't think that was their intention either. I think over time, friends naturally just grow apart, especially Mm -hmm. as we grow older and our priorities change. And uh, at this time, um, when I was nearing the end of my lease in New York City and and deciding that I was going to move to Austin, um, we, I I had been dating Connor and and they had both been single at the time. And Mm -hmm. I think also priorities (laughs) shift when you have a boyfriend and and there's nothing wrong with that and, and getting older and realizing um, where you kind of want to spend your time and, and less going out, less partying, and, and more focusing on um, your goals and, and who you want to value your time with. And um, that's not always something like we agreed on, and, and that's okay. And I think it's, it's important to note that sometimes when we get older, it's okay to grow apart from your friends in a natural way, and, and that's exactly what happened. And I, I think towards the end, I had there was no animosity on my end. It just kind of fizzled out. Some friendships just aren't meant to last, but that doesn't mean that they weren't a good friend in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you can still appreciate them for who they were for you at a certain time, but that doesn't mean that you need to carry them with you into like the next chapter of your life if your friendship is no longer serving each other. And that can be sometimes way harder than any breakup. I also think it's just... It's nothing that anyone did wrong. Obviously, no one is perfect. There are times where I wasn't the best friend, and I can admit to that, but there's also times where I know for sure that people were doing me wrong too and Mm -hmm. never received that apology or or recognition that, like, oh, you hurt me, and and this is why I feel this way. And and when I finally did let those feelings out and and they just kind of didn't understand or or they just didn't want to to see it from my perspective – um, it kind of makes you th- rethink is like, are these the people that are going to be standing by my side in my wedding? Are these the people that I see being in my life long term? And and if you feel like that's not the case, then um, I think that was such a pivotal year for me because I realized the people that I was putting the most energy into and the most time into and felt my best and my happiest were in Austin. And mm-hmm. that is Aww. where it, yeah. it gave me goosebumps. Yeah, no, it, it's so <laughs> true. And, and I had always been the girl, like even through high school, through college. And, and I always had a good group, a big group of girlfriends. And I always thought that quantity of my friends was, was so much more important than the quality. And as I get older, mm-hmm. I, I realize that's literally not the case at all. I would much rather have three or four or five good girlfriends that I know are going to be by my side and and understand that life happens and even if we don't talk for a couple months at a time or we didn't hang out or our plans didn't work out there's Mm -hmm. no it's never going to be any bad blood there's never going to be an argument that comes with that it's just life we're getting older and I I think that I found that in Austin I had created such 
a tight circle of people here. And I realized with the quality of people that were here came quantity. Mm-hmm. And I think then when you fixate on, oh, the more friends I have, the more plans I have, the better my life's going to be. Um, and you kind of let that feeling go and, and you let the idea of having more friends means better quality of life go. Um, your life kind of changes. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. I think especially like right after college, especially moving to a new city, you really do fixate on like constantly being busy. And it is interesting that you said that because I don't think I've ever really noticed that about myself, but it is so true. Like uh, you do um, relate the quality of friends as, or sorry, the quantity of friends as the quantity of plans that you have, which isn't necessarily true because sometimes the quality of friends you have means you see them more, you know, I don't, it's interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, I find that I am now hanging out with the same four, uh, four people at a time. And I, I find that my memories are so much more fond and I could genuinely see these people being in my life forever, mm-hmm. whether it's distant once we all decide to either eventually leave Austin or life changes, people go, like get off, get married and, mm-hmm. and things change. But, uh, I think finally at 20, 25, I can confidently say uh, that I found friends that are actually worth giving the amount of time that I was giving friends that, that weren't good for me and, mm. and they weren't good for my mental health and they just weren't pushing me to be the best version I can. They weren't celebrating my wins with me mm-hmm. and, and they weren't comforting me in my losses and I think that's always something important to remember too and and friendships may come and go but the people that you're gonna want in your life long term whether you talk to them every two months or you talk to them every two days is or people that are gonna do that they're gonna celebrate with you when things are going great and they're gonna um, be a shoulder to cry on when things aren't going great Mm -hmm. speaking of losses so when you got furloughed from Ralph Lauren um what was that kind of feeling and I know like a lot of people right now my sister included a lot of people that I know have been going through like losing their jobs or their jobs are laying off a lot of people and we're approaching a recession what is like your best advice for keeping your hope and like not getting down on yourself when things aren't going right with like your career and you know maybe you're at this pivotal time where like you are gonna lose your job or you're looking for a new opportunity yeah I mean that's tough because in the moment, I think I can I can speak from experience that when I got that initial email that I was going to have a meeting with HR and my uh, director <laughs> at that time, I was like, oh, gosh, should I do something wrong? Am I getting fired? Like, and you get on this call and and everybody's just kind of straight faced at this moment, and and I'm like, okay, there's multiple people on this call. There's multiple employees on this call. This like this can't be good news. Um, and everyone's kind of dead silent on the call listening to the names being listed off um, that are included in this company-wide layoff. And in that moment, it's like earth-shattering. It's like that's your your livelihood. That is your stream of income and, and mm-hmm. the reason that you get to live in the city that you're in and the place that you, you call home. So it, initial shock, um, I would say, but – a lot of tears on that call. I, I never thought that I'd literally sit there and, and bawl my eyes out on a corporate call, but it, it does happen. And I'm <laughs> sure there's plenty of people going through it right now. And I, I totally get it. Um, but after that, I, I think after a few 
days of reflection, um, you're okay. You kind of have a, a moment to sit and breathe and think, all right, how am I going to approach this? Am I going to move forward and really tackle this, uh, look for a new job? Or am I going to think and or sit and think about what's next for me? Is, is this even something I see myself doing long term? Um, I'm at a point in my life where I should think about what's next. Like, do I want to make more money? Do I want to do um, digital site merchandising and e-commerce forever? Do I want to try something new while I'm young? I mean, mm-hmm. when when you are young, you get to, to have all these different paths and different avenues and, and try different things out. So I think for me, I took advantage of it and said, okay, um, let me try something new. I can always come back to this if I, I decide that it's it was the best fit for me and this is actually what I want to do. But yeah, from there, I, I decided that I was actually going to try something new and go into recruiting out of all things. Um, <laughs> you just I love, clearly love to hear myself talk, so I'm like, why not talk at other people? <laughs> you just love sorority recruitment so much. You're like, uh, let me just do it for a living. <laughs> Literally. Um, but I it's out of the blue. I had found a recruiting job that ended up going remote, which allowed me to move to Austin, thankfully. Um, and I ended so, up... So you did have the... the the job before you moved to Austin then, right? So I had actually gotten the job offer the week that I had moved to Austin, but I okay. had I wasn't starting until the following month. So I had a full month of just like exploring my new city, enjoying um, enjoying <laughs> Connor and, and like just going on random date nights, eating all the Tex-Mex that I possibly could, really taking in Austin. Um, but when I had started my new job, um, I have always also been a person that – I mean, I've said this before. It's like a what's next. I need a new challenge. I always need to mm-hmm. to be excited about the work that I'm doing. And I've always been a super creative person in that sense. So going into recruiting, even though at the time thinking it was best for me, um, was was more so just a, a way to get my footing and, and also just make a living for myself in a new city and, and find out even at 25, what I really want to do. And and for me, um, I think it's important to also note that having a nine to five doesn't necessarily mean that has to be your path or your passion. Um, sometimes it really can just be a job because there are other things outside of our nine to fives that we feel passionately about that we could maybe eventually take into a career one day or um, just use it as a way to cushion ourselves until we find something that we really actually want to do with our lives. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think we kind of lose sight of that in our, especially our mid to late twenties when we're kind of nearing and comparing ourselves to everyone around us and seeing totally. what they're doing. So I, I, I don't know. I, I still like, I'm, I'm, I'm still figuring it out. I, mm-hmm. I definitely don't have all the answers. I can't say that I'm overly passionate about mm-hmm. my nine to five, but I can say my quality of life while I've been here this this past year and a half in Austin has never been better. And it's truly because of the decisions I've made to leave Ralph Lauren and move to Austin and leave friendships behind and and really just like give myself a chance to make mistakes and, and try new things. you guys not to cut it short but I hope you enjoyed this episode and getting to know Megan a little bit more and understanding how she is just such a good friend I'm just I'm obsessed with her we love Megan and I hope you all will tune in for part two of this episode she is going to be talking about her experience building an Amazon storefront as a micro influencer on TikTok she has made so much freaking money from this and she has so many good tips for anybody that wants to start out and is looking for additional revenue maybe you're not fulfilled by your nine to five 
So stay tuned for that. And I'll talk to you guys, well, in a minute. (laughs)